Join the conversation with Tommy Weber. Pro and college baseball coach Tommy Weber brings you cutting-edge interviews and thought-provoking commentary in a weekly podcast dedicated to baseball, sports, current events, and the world. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and TommyWeberBaseball.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TommyWeberBaseball. It's time to get the conversation started, so here's your host, Tommy Weber. Yes, sir. From the Gotham Podcast Studios in the heart of the greatest city on the planet, my hometown, New York City, here in Tribeca. Welcome to the conversation. We have a great show lined up for you today. Two of my favorite people in the world are with us, two University of North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, who are a uh, big part of our, our championship season in Cape Cod this summer. Uh, and who are also main cogs in the wheel of a machine at North Carolina that has its sights set on Omaha, Nebraska. Um, Zach Gahagan and I met in 2016. He was up in the Cape in his first year, and so was I, and we became fast friends, spent a ton of time together. Uh, Zach is uh, a versatile, outstanding infield. He's second baseman at the University of North Carolina. Um, We became fast friends, and it's uh, great to have him with us along with... Uh, the third baseman at the University of North Carolina, who was our third baseman uh, for our championship this summer, uh, Kyle Datris, who is also someone I became got very close with, as I do with all my infielders, spent a lot of time together, played a lot of hot pepper games together, and had a, a really great time. Two really outstanding people, outstanding athletes, and uh, boys, um, I got a little James Taylor in my mind. I'm going to Carolina playing right here. <laughs> You know it. That's a soulful great dude call, right there. Can't you see the sunshine? How are you guys? Can't you just feel the good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great to have you. Uh, this is something I looked forward to when we came up with this concept. Actually, you guys are, are part of the concept. You know, Jason Kanzler and I thought about, you know, what the season meant this year and what was it really that we did. And I said, you know, it seemed like we had a uh, couple of month long conversation for the most part, which was... Uh, whether it was early work, during games, after games, uh, getting a meal, uh, hanging out. It was just one long conversation. So I, I, I want to thank you for that, for being the impetus for or part of the impetus for us uh, starting this podcast and for being my guest here tonight. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. So, guys, one question I always love to start with is when you go to a name brand school and there may not be any more name brand a school than North Carolina. Um, every 13 year old kid, you know, his dream school is one of these great SEC or ACC schools, uh, and North Carolina certainly is, is never far uh, down on the list. Um, so I'd really love to get um, how it is you got to North Carolina. Zach, let's start with you. I've had this conversation with you as I was wearing you out on the golf course on a number of occasions. Um, <laughs> so tell us how you got to North Carolina. Yeah, so I mean, um, I grew up um, in North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina is where I'm from, and um, just always been a diehard Carolina fan, um, mainly in basketball, um, growing up, but, uh, yeah, I took a visit and just fell in love. I mean, since I've been little, I've dreamed of being at this school and, um, meeting with the coaches and, and visiting the, uh, facilities they had, it just kind of made me fall in love. Um, when did you come in? Here is, I committed sophomore year at summer. So, um, I was actually the first one in my class to commit. So, it's a pretty pretty big thing for me, um, but I mean, I just fell in love as soon as I, was, I, I stepped on the campus. <clears throat> Kyle, what about you? 
So, yeah, I, I was talking to a few other schools before Carolina popped up for me, um, but uh, a bunch of the other schools were kind of rush, rushing me through the whole process, and the coaches here at Carolina kind of let me take my time and feel feel my way throughout the whole recruitment, and I really appreciated that, and so I knew that they were someone I could kind of trust, and uh, that made me comfortable coming here. Um, Kyle, was was football at all a factor? I know you were an outstanding high school football player in Pennsylvania. Did, did, was that in any way a, a consideration which was going to affect what school you went to at some point in your high school career? Yeah, for my first couple of years of high school, I wasn't positive if I wanted to stick with just baseball or try to play both. I, I knew I wanted to play baseball at the next level, but I was contemplating whether I wanted to try to do both at the next level. And I, I just kind of talked with my family about it and the best I figured the best thing was kind of stick to baseball at that point I had enjoyed my time playing football but if I wanted to get to um, the next level beyond college then uh, I was gonna have to make a choice eventually so that's what did it for me. Zach um, you have had uh, a a somewhat you've gone through some adversity as a college player you know you've had a couple of injuries that you had to overcome uh if you if you could talk to like your your freshman year Zach Gahagan, what kind what advice now that you've gotten to this point in your career, what advice would you give a young Zach Gahagan? Yeah, so I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because uh, yeah, coming off my ACL tear, I had senior year of high school playing football. Um, I was nervous going into my freshman year, and uh, I didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't really fully healthy, but. I always look back now and, and just talk to myself. I would just tell myself to relax. I mean, um, as a freshman, I got put in the four spot and I didn't really know what to think. And I was just pressuring myself, pressuring myself to, to do things I wasn't able, I wasn't ready to do as a player. Um, and I kind of just pressured myself a little too much and just didn't enjoy it as much. Um, and as I got older, obviously it, I've been able to handle that. And that's kind of what I would tell myself, just relax and just have fun because the game is a beautiful game. And, and sometimes we overthink things and, and just don't really take the time to relax and enjoy it. And that's what I kind of would tell myself. Kyle, you guys grow up in an era where um, there's way more, one of the, the, the disadvantages of growing up in the 21st century as a baseball player is there's way more pressure on you from so many different angles, whether it be, you know, parents and, social media and, and the advent of technology where everybody knows everything that you do. Um, talk mm-hmm. to me about uh, how you handle that and how you handled it as, as a young player and how you're handling it now as you mature, knowing that some guy in a mud hut in Afghanistan knows exactly what you're doing in real time, every single pitch, every single at bat. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky to kind of grow up in a family where I was able to just go out, go out and play baseball and just have fun with it with having older siblings. And um, so once I kind of moved up the ladder here, and as you said, everyone knows that your every move with baseball, it it changes things a little bit, but I try to just go back to that, that old instinct I had is just go out and enjoy it and um, just uh, enjoy every pitch because there's it's time's going to be running out here eventually. So just enjoy it while it lasts. It's ironic to me because I hear this from all of the elite players that I interview, talk to, or coach. The, the irony to me is that every guy who reaches uh, an elite level, and you both have, obviously, at the University of North Carolina, Cape Cod players, uh, will be professional players. Um, all of them talk about 
Exactly that. Just relaxing, going out, having a good time, remembering when I was a kid, how much fun it was. And yet, um, with travel ball and all the pressure placed on kids today, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of room for fun. So it's almost as if we're prescribing for kids the very thing that's going to guarantee that they don't have any success. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me personally, yeah. I didn't I didn't get into the whole travel ball thing until I think my sophomore year of high school or maybe my at the end of my freshman year. But I was yeah, I've always played with just the same kids I grew up playing with until I got to that point, and I think that really uh, paid off for me because I was able to enjoy the game that much more. And it shows, Zach. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I'm the same way. I grew up with with nine guys playing since we were eight or nine years old and we stuck together 212 and then we all kind of branched off. But, um, as far as like perfect game events or like big showcases, like I really didn't do that stuff. And I think that's kind of what helped me going up is, is I always, always had that chip on my shoulder that, um, I've always been kind of looked at as like someone less than this guy because he was ranked in the top 10 or something like that. But, um, that's kind of always drove me because players nowadays, they always talk about their rankings or, what 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 they did in these big showcases, but it really don't really matter until you step on the field and then do it. And that's kind of what separates you from high school to college is that's a big jump. And that's what I think kind of put a chip on my shoulder is going into uh, my freshman year. And it's, it's just that kind of like that chip. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, obviously we, we together uh, went through what we did, you know, last summer, which was fantastic. And, um, you know, uh, setting a record for playing uh, nine playoff games, uh, mm. facing elimination five times. And I, <laughs> I, I think as you guys now embark on your, um, you know, attempt to get to Omaha, which is I'm sure the goal at a place like North Carolina, it should be. And you guys are on a short list of people and programs that are favored to go to Omaha. Um, isn't it a, in, to me, it's always interesting that when we when we played those games, those nine games, it really didn't matter who ran the best 60 time and who threw the hardest off the mound and who hit the ball with the highest exit velocity. It came down to like in a situation, whatever the context was, succeeding within that context and not necessarily being in that tryout mode. Uh, and I think I would imagine that as you as the end of your season draws nearer and I think you've got two more. Uh, conference weekends left. I guess if you take two out of three from Duke, you would clinch your end uh, 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 of the division. I would imagine. I think. I think you do. As I was, I was yep. taking a look at it. Um, I would imagine less and less uh, as a ball club is about your numbers, and more and more is about hey, let's get the runner in, let's get the runner over, let's throw strikes, don't walk anybody. We've got the lead. Let's pitch with that, that kind of mentality. Speak to that. Is there is there something? analogous to what we did in the summer and what you want to do here in the spring. Yeah. Once you get down to the end of the year here, I mean, I think all the numbers kind of go out the window and it's all about just the competition and competing and doing whatever it takes to help your team win and get to that next game. I mean, yeah, like you said, we faced elimination all summer and uh, we just kept, kept going, moving on to the next game and pushing each other and doing whatever it takes to find a way to win. So that's kind of the same mentality we're, we're trying to have here at the end of the year. Um, uh, in the college season, so that's great. That's great. I I I really think uh, I, I've watched you guys a couple of times on TV, and I I I like the mix. I like your balance. I think uh, 
I think good things are going to happen. I'm knocking on wood right now, uh, uh, rooting for you guys. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I really would love to see you guys in Omaha uh, this season. Um, maybe you can make that trip. Yeah, well, maybe you could maybe you could send me a ticket, man. <laughs> I, got, I got a few. <laughs> um, talk a little bit um, about last summer. Just Zach, your thoughts. Um, you know, you 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 were out. You came out late, um, and I and I was really thrilled that we were able to to make room for you. I think that uh, your experience and your leadership was invaluable. Um, give me your thoughts about last summer when you just think about the you know 2017 team. Yeah, so um, from 2016 and 2017, those teams are totally different, obviously. Um, and my success was a little bit better 16 and 17, but going through my injury that I had had going been going through. Um, but yeah, my experience in Brewster has always been amazing. I mean, the weather is always good. Um, sometimes we get to play golf. Um, try to beat Tommy, you know, I can't do it, but, yeah, you try. um, <laughs> I could try, but I can't, I can hit it a long way. You do. You hit it. All, you. you hit, you hit the best five iron. I've you hit a 239 yard <laughs> five iron. I still talk to people. I still, that ball never came down. It, it's still going somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, I mean, the, the time in Brewster has just always been for me, it's, it's just been a time where I was able to grow as a player. Um, being around you and just learning the game is just what's helped me as, as I've gotten older. Um, but I, every day I continued to learn, even though I wasn't in a lineup, I, I was learning something, uh, whether it was with the talk with you or with Jason or, or coach Chev or Smythe, anybody. Um, but, um, definitely the experience winning that championship was, was amazing, uh, for me. Cause I've never won a championship since I've been playing and, um, to be able to do that and just, top off my summer was just um, a good, really good experience. That never gets old. Kyle, what about you? Yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I, I didn't really know what to expect coming in, like Zach, and I mean, I talked to him and Logan a little bit about mm-hmm. the whole experience, and that's Logan Warmoth. Logan Warmoth was a first round Logan pick. Logan Warmoth, yeah. University of North Carolina guy we had out at uh, Brewster in 2016. Terrific player. Great guy. Go ahead. Decent, decent player. Decent, decent player. Decent, decent, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, he's, I, I, he's okay. He's okay. I, I taught him everything. So I'm sure you did. I'm sure, and, I, and what you didn't teach him, <laughs> I taught him. So he really should give us more credit. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I talked to those guys coming in to try to learn what to expect. But, I mean, I don't think anyone really knew what, what to expect coming into last year. Uh, we had a great summer. Um, we had some ups and downs, but we were able to figure out when it mattered there at the end. And just the way that a bunch of guys from all over the country were kind of able to come together and put it together when it mattered most in the playoffs there was a great experience and something that I won't forget for a long time. So what, when you, at the right time. yeah, yeah, listen, it's, you know, life is timing and, uh, you know, you just never know. And that's why, um, I've said this many times, I don't gamble and I don't make any predictions because you never know what the game's going to throw at you. That's why you got to be a counter puncher. That's why, you know, a lot of this kind of orchestrating the outcome doesn't really work because you just don't know, you know, you just don't know that your starter, who might be your best pitcher, doesn't get out of the first inning. Now what do you do? Well, you better have a plan B. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a plan B, you're going to get blindsided a lot. Um, so um, so if you, you know, we've got the kid Martirano coming out. He's from, he's from, actually from Jersey. He's from my neck of the woods. Um, so now that you've been out, how do you advise kids as to what to uh, expect when they come out to the Cape? For me, I, 
I just tell them to listen, listen and learn and just, and just have fun up there because for my first year at the Cape, I mean, I put a lot of pressure on myself at times at just trying to impress people, scouts, right. things like that. And then halfway through, I was like, all right, let's just go out and play and have fun. And, and that's, like I said earlier, just like I, I would tell my freshman self, I would tell them to go have fun and just enjoy it and relax. And that's kind of how, when you're playing well, that's what you're doing. And, um, yeah, I you're just playing. Fun, just have you're, fun up there. Exactly. Yeah, you're just playing. You're, you're playing. not thing. Right. Exactly. Um, but that, that's kind of my my advice to him because I told him you'd be with, with a really good coaching staff and um, you'll learn something new every day and and you'll be able to use that as as you go into your next season. And a lot of cute interns. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and some cute interns. I've mentioned that a few times. <laughs> You're listening to The Conversation with Tommy Weber. We'll be right back. This episode of The Conversation with Tommy Weber is brought to you by 4momalz.com. Join the fight against Alzheimer's and support our good friends, Hunter and Braden Bishop, as they bring awareness to a struggle that many families face through their charity, 4mom. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at hashtag 4mom. And for all your mortgage needs, call Northern Security Capital Corp., the New York area's most dedicated mortgage broker. If you're buying or refinancing a home, there's only one place to go. Call Northern Security Capital Corp. today at 718-273-1010. And now, back to the show. So, Neil Barbella was going to be here, but um, he hasn't finished eating. Hey, Neil. He hasn't finished eating yet. Um, oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, it's a funny. Sh- it's just a show. I, did, just, I didn't laugh. I it's didn't just laugh. a show. I was cracking up. I'm, I, I'm sure laugh. you were. <laughs> um, <laughs> he actually has a really good question, and 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 we talked about this a lot in in the dugout. As a matter of fact, um, Zach and I on a, a number of occasions. You guys are sort of a uh, spearheading the way uh, in college baseball with respect to some analytics and to the shifts. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my question to you about shifting is because you have less data, right? Because you don't play each team 20 times and, you know, guys, this is obviously turnover because kids graduate. Um, do you have like a general rule about shifting or is it player by player? Well, uh, for us, Go ahead, Doug. We're, we're able to have a really good, we have a really good analytic team that we put together. Mm-hmm. Um, it started last year. So, um, it's actually Kyle's roommate. Um, his name is Micah. But um, there's a system that they use now. It's called Synergy. And they're able to upload all videos from ESPN. Um, and any game that's have on time. TV. Yeah, any game that's on TV is put into the system that our coaches can watch. So for us, for hitters, it would be pitch, pitching, and then we can watch the full game and kind of see their sprays throughout that game or Right. how many games they want to look at. But we also have TrackMan. Um, and if and most teams share that data with us. Oh, and okay. that's how we're able to kind of get that data um, and use it. Otherwise, I don't think we would we would shift necessarily as much unless we didn't have that data. But if we don't know much about the player, we're sticking to the, the shift no matter what um, and kind of going off the – their bats if they're late. I mean, I might, I'll be at second base. I'll move to my left a little bit. Uh, if he's pulling it a little bit too much, I might go on the other side of the bag and move my shortstop to the hole. 
Um, just kind of depends on that. But usually more times than not, we have a good idea where they're going to hit the ball and um, it saved us a, run, a few runs throughout the year. I mean, last year, I think it was like 36 runs it saved, which is when you look back, that's a lot of, that's a lot a lot of runs. runs. So would you say in general, so we're talking like um, you're going to you're going to righty pull, get the first baseman off. To, you're going to have a, basically almost like a one yeah. and a half second baseman. You're going to be yeah. towards so the back. Third, Go ahead. Yeah. So second base is, um, oh, I'll start at first. First base usually covers um, that four hole right. kind of in to the right a little right. bit. And then right. the second base plays to the right of the bag. Um, but this is our normal shift. Um which is this horse stop would be kind of in the hole and Kyle kind of rovers from, from playing in on the bunt or kind of plays in that hole a bit too, right. but it's really taken away the hole in the middle of the field. Um, right. What I call the and, fat part of the field. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, if a guy comes right, he comes up and just Doug fart runs to the right side. I mean, yeah, well, on the first base line, I mean, we're just going to tip our cap. I mean, that, that usually doesn't happen. Um, right. But, you can't, and you can't cover the whole field anyway. So, that. you know, no, you can't, you can't. But I mean, for me, it's kind of been, it's kind of felt like I played it my whole life. I don't even remember what it regular feels like, regular setup. Interesting. Because okay. <laughs> being the shift feels so normal now. Um, but hey, Kyle, are you I shifting? Are you shifting on every hitter? Um, me personally, at third, I don't move around quite as much as the middle guys right, and the right. first baseman. I try to cover that six hole more. And I mean, if, because usually if the ball's hit down the line, it's going to be a base hit anyway. So we kind of give up the line a little bit. But right. I'm more in with the bunt and in that six hole. So I, I'm not moving around quite as much unless there's a big lefty and I'll, I'll head over to play short. So you never you never go to the right side. Sometimes in the big leagues, the third baseman will go to the right side of the bag to keep the shortstop in his regular position. You don't ever do that. We worked with that a little bit, but then um, uh, we just we just had our our shortstop go over and I go over and play okay. shortstop. Okay. Okay. Um, do you find guys, Kyle's the second shortstop, I, I argue that, but, um, keep going. Okay. <laughs> He's actually fifth on the list. Don't let him tell you anything different. <laughs> um, do you find teams when you shift, do you find teams now preoccupied with trying to do something they otherwise wouldn't do? We de definitely to, Start when we first started our shift. Um, everyone was trying to go hit backside and stuff like that. You could just tell by their swings, and I think it really kind of got in some teams' heads. But I think now that we've been doing it for almost two years, that uh, some some of the hitters have adjusted and just gone back to their normal swings. And um, so not as much now, but definitely at the beginning. I think I think the biggest one is when when a power guy comes up and and he sees Kyle go to that shortstop. I think they think they can bunt and they don't bunt to begin with. So they try it and then they get their self an open count. Um, and I think that's what kind of gets in players heads is like, Oh, they think I can bunt. And right. if you don't bunt much, it ain't easy. No, it's not. Um, you can't, just, you can't decide to bunt on the way up to the batter's box. It's got to be difficult. You know, if you haven't, if you haven't worked on it, guys throwing, right. Guys throwing 93 miles an hour. It's not easy to bunt. Um, looking, looking forward uh, as, uh, um, as you guys uh, march towards the, the playoffs, uh, who do you find, who do you feel will be the toughest ACC test for you? I mean, we, we've just took three from NC state, but I mean, they're a great team too. So they have hitters all throughout their lineup. So, I mean, anytime we see them again, that's obviously going to be tough. We didn't play Clemson in the regular season, but they're hot right now. And 
So yeah. I mean, we don't. I don't know quite much, quite as much about them, but I know that they can hit and they have some guys on the mound. So I think those two teams, and then Duke this this weekend is going to be a big test for us. So I mean, there's competition up and down. So we're excited. Florida State. Florida State's Florida good. State yeah, gonna be State. tough. Yeah. Yeah, Duke's got uh, Heron and the other kid, right? Conine. Yep. Conine. Yep. Conine has struggled. Heron, that guy, man, we couldn't get that guy out. Jeez. <laughs> no one could this Jeez, summer. I, I was, man, you just should have hit him in the knee or something, right? Get, get him out. It's <laughs> one pitch, maybe. <laughs> Damn, what is this guy? Um, so, uh, as, as you move forward, what do you got? You got two more weeks, then you have playoffs? We go to the ACC tournament, right. and then um, we'll have about, I think, like three or four days, and then regionals. Will, is there a chance you'll host the regional? Right now we're in position to host a regional, yeah. So, I mean, if we take care of business the way we should the rest of the year, then we're in good good spot right now. That makes a big difference. That would be sweet. Oh, yeah. That would be so sweet. Especially, it would be nice to be a, a national team like we were last year. I mean, um, hosting that super regional if we get once we get past that regional would be a big big bonus, big advantage. Kyle, tell me something that happened in Brewster that uh, I don't know about that's really funny. <laughs> that you don't know about that's really funny. Oh, geez. Oh, man. You could say whatever you want. Oh, man. It's a podcast. Oh, my How God. How about that? Tell him the night. Tell him the night. Kicking me out of his house one night. No. Late, late night. No, 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 he, no. he made me walk no. home in the middle of the night. No, he Big didn't. Big game the next day. Kicked me that out. So made me walk home in the pitch black. What a jerk off. What? Wow. <laughs> So false. Uh, what do you, it's so false. Uh, go ahead. What's your, how do you remember? Right. How do you remember, do you remember this, Gagan? Uh, all right. So <laughs> we get home, and I'm like, "Hey, can you keep it down?" Like my host is sleeping. He's like, like "Me being loud. I'm not loud ever." Opens the door, slams it. Like then that just ticks me off. So we're we're going around. Nick Dunn's here, by the way. He hadn't said a word. Um, Nick Dunn hasn't Nick Dunn hasn't said a word in weird. two years. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's, just, he's just over there, just smiling, laughing, like just keeping his mind his own business, whatever. So we're sitting there, we're about to play some like video games for a minute before we go to bed, and we're still arguing about it. And he's being loud. I'm like, you know what? Just leave. Just leave. If you want, if you want to be loud, and he he got up and left. Wow. Walked about what three miles, two miles. Yep. <laughs> in a pitch black. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yep. I, wish I, I wish I had known. Not that. so awful, but great surroundings in Brewster at, at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't see like two feet in front of your face, man. Jeez. <laughs> and then there's people jogging on the side of the road. That's another thing I never understood in Brewster. It's like, dude, it's dark. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> seriously. So, um, uh, an alum, Matt Harvey, he's in the news. North Carolina alum. Recently uh, designated for assignment by the Mets, uh, traded to Cincinnati. Uh, do you guys, how often do you interact with the uh, big leaguers and do they come back? And uh, what's that experience I, like I in North Carolina? Yes, I'll talk for a little bit about that. But we have a lot of, um, a lot of alum come back and, and like work out. Um, more so like their first two years in, in the system, they'll come back and work out. Um, we still got a couple ex big leaders that come out and try to work with our trainers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. as far as Matt Harvey, um, I always thought he was a stud, you know, um, obviously he's very, very talented, but 
Um, I was, I went through the same surgery as he did and I had a chance to sit, sit down with him a little this fall and just talk to him about it. And to be honest, it was, it was, I, and I, I no longer like the guy, um, <laughs> kind of a douche, but, uh, <laughs> just, just, just very big league. Um, as you, I, I guess you would guess, um, with his comments and stuff he's done and, in the locker room at, at, with the Mets, but um, just trying to talk to him a little bit about the game, you know, and my shoulder and his shoulder and ask him how it was and just didn't really, really get a response. So I had nothing else to say to him and no longer like the guy, but he's an <laughs> alum and he's cool and he's a stud, but just not a fan of him anymore. Well, all right. Well, I'm, I don't think that he's going to be liking this when we put it up on Twitter. I'm not too much. Sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> we we can well, consider he, him not. He's not going to be a follower. That's for sure. He's not going to. Yeah. He will be following us on Twitter. So let me let me tell you my just, let me tell you my Zach Hagen my favorite Zach Hagen story. So so Zach's up in 2016, right? And and I you know people out there who know big time college baseball now gear is everything. Like you know you guys get so much stuff. It's really nuts, right? Your facilities are unbelievable and it's really fantastic. But anyway, um, or it's obscene. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. Uh, so <laughs> one day we're doing early work and, and, and Zach, you know, working hard as usual. Always got there early, Logan and those guys. And uh, I noticed Zach has like a brand new pair of spikes on, like brand new. Like oh, I, guess, I guess they were like Nike, you know, I, I don't know. Columbia blue, perf- they were perfect. And I'm like, dude, are those new spikes? He says, yeah. You know, and I said, how'd you get those? He goes, my guy sent them to me. And I was like, your guy sent them to me. I said, what was wrong? What was wrong with your other spikes? He says, well, one of the eyelets was broken, you know, and he's like got that great Southern draw, oh, oh my you know, God, one, of the, so, one of the eyelets. So am I, I right? Am I right? So, hey, so I gotta look good, play good. Right? I said, wait a minute. I said, you mean to tell me they express mail because he got them like it was like the eyelet was broken on Thursday and he had the spikes on Friday. I said they shipped spikes to you, brand new. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got it. No, <laughs> they don't do that from normal people. They He's don't. Just very high maintenance. <laughs> I'm just special. I'm just special. What can I say? <laughs> that no, was. No, but I'm very surprised he did that. I'm very surprised he did that. Well, you that didn't act. So you cool. didn't act surprised. You acted like you know what, Tommy man, you are so small time, and I am so big time. <laughs> oh my god, I never did that. That's so Zach Hagen. I love it. Nah, yeah, it was great. Right? It was great though. It was great. It was great. So, um, <laughs> uh, so Kyle, if you had to give Zach Hagen advice right now, what would oh. you? We don't have time for oh. that on here. <laughs> in in twenty seconds, be talk less. In in twenty seconds, I, I'd say yeah, it'd be talk less and play good and less look good. <laughs> less look good. What what ma- What's your major? Good than what? playing good. I'm more about that. Is not true. <laughs> we, we wear the same amount of a pair. Like we wear the same arm sleeve. We wear the same stuff. Don't let. I've him been pounding you. in his brain. He just got. He ordered himself brand new cleats. Don't let. Don't let him fool you. I'm not let. Believe me, you don't can't get. You, you can't Customized navy blue stripes, <laughs> like UNC on the side. Like, <laughs> don't let him fool you. But oh, talking man. less, I probably could do a little, a little less of that. All right, Zach. What, what would your advice be to Kyle? Oh yeah, I don't criticize you. My advice to Kyle: Stop being such a douche. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, be 
nice to people. I'm just kidding. He's very nice. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's a good leader, and I really don't really have anything I would say to him because he's been the kind of our dude that's kind of kept us going this year. I mean, um, just, I'm in a captain role, but he's also a captain, and 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 he's made a big contribution to this team and the way he handles himself and um, how he keeps us up in the dugout and the, that's something I, I'm not as good as is vocal and he's more of a vocal guy and he's kind of led our team in, in ways that I'm not able to do but he stepped up and, and been that guy for us and uh, as a senior it's, it's pretty cool to see yeah one of the unique things Zach, I thought Zach always Zach always knows what to, what to say he just doesn't always, always know how to say it so I kind of help him out right there you like his interpreter you're like uh, Tanaka's interpreter right when he goes to the match there you go there you <laughs> yeah. go you know it's it's funny you should say that because one of the things and, and, and Zach, I couldn't agree any more that 2016 team was nothing like the 2017 team in every way. Um, and one of the things that was really cool is I thought we had a guy, a couple of guys like Datris who would hold guys accountable. And I think that's essential uh, in any winning organization for people to hold each other accountable, to not be afraid to say, hey, listen, let's go. And a lot of times Datris does it in a way where unless you're really paying attention, you don't appreciate the biting nature of the comment. And I, oh, sure. I, I really think he's got, uh, aside from the skills on the field, he's got that skill where he's telling you something and you sort of, then you walk away and you go, I think he just told me that I'm not hustling or that I need to get my ass in gear or something like that. And it kind of, there's a delay because it's said in such a way. And I think that was a very, very important thing that we had a couple of three guys who oh, for sure. would hold you accountable. And that's, that's a great thing. You know, you don't always get that. A lot of guys would rather just go along and, and not say anything to another guy and sort of coast and worry about themselves. And I think that was part of uh, the fun win, lose or draw about uh, 2017. No, for sure. Kyle, do you see yourself as that guy? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a little different coming into the summer because you're not around these guys all the time. Right. But I feel like in Brewster, we we became close real real quick. So I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't afraid to tell people what I thought, and not not in a bad way, but good way or bad. No, way I agree. Is. No, I know. Um, and I think that's one of the good qualities about myself. But um, yeah, I definitely think that goes a long way when it comes to team chemistry and just going out and everyone wanting to win. Before tell those tell those savages to uh, you know calm down in the background there. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of Fortniteers. Oh god! <laughs> oh my goodness! David Price. The David Price has, car- has been- David Price has carpal tunnel syndrome from playing too many video games. Can you believe this? Are you serious? I swear to God! I swear to oh God! Oh my God! That, that you is, watch yourself on the piano there, Tommy. Hey, listen, Louis, I'm a, yeah. I am such a badass on the piano. I don't have to worry about carpal. T- First of all, if I had carpal tunnel syndrome and I was a major league pitcher, I would never say I have carpal tunnel yeah. syndrome. It just <laughs> sounds video. so soft. My goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. I would say, yeah, well, I was wrestling. I was wrestling an alligator. And that's how I hurt my <laughs> hand. Um, okay. W- before we wrap it up. Um, any questions for me? Uh, no questions for me. I miss you. Questions for you. Um, what did, what did you learn the most this summer? Oh yeah. Good question. Oh boy. I know you know a lot coming in. So that's why it's a good question. No, I, I have to say, you know, 
I, I sound like I know a lot, but for me, it's always a, an exercise always in learning and I, and, and always mm-hmm. in, in, I'll, I'll say what I learned. I learned that my instinct that it's always about the players was right on and you have to trust your players. And I think it's essential that you communicate to your players that you have their back first and foremost that doesn't mean right. you're going to win. It doesn't mean you're going to win. It doesn't mean you're going to be right. successful. It doesn't mean you're going to get better. But what it does mean is that it takes out of the equation that um, that barrier that exists so many times between coach and player. And I'm not afraid to be vulnerable to my guys and to say I'm in this with you and to take a bullet for my guys. And, and it, this year mm-hmm. it, it paid off in a huge way. So I think that's really um, – and also how – when guys are really, really good, they're also usually really, really good guys. And and that was I, mm-hmm. I, I I've been around a lot of teams, and every team is not filled with good guys. That's nonsense. You've played enough For to sure. know that. Uh, and I think we were very lucky. And I think luck—that's another thing I learned. Luck has a lot to do with your success. We were very lucky to convene so many high character, quality guys. That no matter right. what happened, I know I was better off for being around you guys. So um, that's what I learned. That's yeah, I mean, playing for someone like that also makes it a lot, a lot easier to kind of settle down and just trust yourself and go out and enjoy the game instead of kind of take that pressure off you. So we appreciate it, too. Well, you guys, I uh, again, I've said this to you in private. I said it to you uh after we won, um, you know, I got your back. Uh, you've made a friend and an advocate for life. And if there's ever anything you need, you know, I'm only a uh, phone call away. And um, hopefully when you guys uh, get a little further down the road, uh, maybe in regional or super regional, we will update that. That's what we're going to do. If you guys, you guys in a super regional, we're going to have you back on uh, because um, I love you. I love you guys, you know, like you're, my own and um, I, nobody roots any harder for you than I do. And I, I just can't thank you enough, not only for um, the friendship, uh, but for everything else that we did together. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks, Tommy. You bet, babe. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Love you coach. All right, man. You are uh, be safe. Have a great rest of the year. Stay healthy and win a lot of ball games. And I'll talk to you guys both soon. You got thank it. You. Right, appreciate be well. it. Be Thanks well. for having us. You See bet. You. Taylor through the windup and the pitch. This one hit on the ground towards short. Yeah, there it is. That final out. Graffinino to Julian Infante. Zach Hagen and Kyle Datros were both key figures in that great championship run in the Cape. And I hope they are going to do the same this year in the NCAA playoffs and make their way to the College World Series and take home a national championship. Uh, for those of you who never met Zach or, or Kyle, I think you got some great insights. Uh, they're two great players and great people, and it was really my privilege to bring them to you. So with that, we are going to wrap it up. Um, it's been my pleasure again here on The Conversation to uh, bring you some great insights from two outstanding young people and outstanding players. And I'm Tommy Weber saying we'll see you next time on The Conversation. Feel the moonshine Ain't ages like a friend of mine
to hit me from behind. Yes, I'm 